Hello, friends. Welcome to the Focus to Evolve podcast, where we uncover modalities, habits, and technologies that enable people, teams, and organizations to break the unhealthy trance of busyness and evolve into a calm, deliberate, and healthy way of accomplishing far more in less time. Hello, fellow evolving humans. Welcome to another transmission of the Focus to Evolve podcast. Now, today's going to be an interesting day. We're going to walk through the productivity portal that I like to call architectural calendaring. Now, here at Focus to Evolve, when we come into teams and groups and, um, you know, we dig in and we talk about a whole lot of different stuff from brain chemistry to body chemistry to tools and technology utilization. But this little tool that we all have to some degree and use to some degree, the calendar, is actually a very powerful tool when you utilize it extremely deliberately and strategically. Uh, A lot of people kind of look at a calendar, look at their calendar and use it. You know, they'll put meetings in and they'll accept invites and, you know, they kind of just barrel into the day and what's in the calendar is in the calendar and you do it. Or not, you know. Some some people use calendar quite, uh, you know, quite sparingly, and they kind of look at it more as a suggestion and a sort of reminder. But those folks who really get deep into the craft of calendaring and strategic calendaring and and learn how to do it right in the way that we call architectural calendaring, well, they have a lot more control of their time. Those are the ones that are able to get a lot done, a lot of the important stuff done and still appear to have extra free time. And there's the big unicorn state that we want to help everybody get to. That's kind of our our moniker. We want people to accomplish far more meaningful things in way less time and in healthier ways. And how do you do that? Well, in this digital world that we live in, let's put it that way, it's not going to be handed to you. It's never going to be just given to you. So you have to engineer it in. And when do you engineer it in? You can't look at it as, I'm going to do this today. Because today's already on you. You've pretty much already allowed everything that's that's on your plate today to be there in the prior days coming up to today. You know, we like to say that everybody is a three-day hangover. <laughs> your state of being, uh, how crowded your day is, everything. It, it all depends on what went on in the last three days. What did you allow in over the last three days? And what you're witnessing in the current moment is just a hangover of that. So that's kind of a fun way to look at it. And that includes your mood, your state of being, how well you feel, uh, how much energy you have, and what your calendar looks like. It's, It's all just, what did you allow to happen in the last three days that caused this day to be like this? So with that, let's carry on with that metaphor. When we start to look at what architectural calendaring is, basically, we're going to start looking at tomorrow way more deliberately and the next day and the next day and the week after. And we aren't just going to slop things over there and say, I'll do that tomorrow. No, when something comes to us, any request, we slow down. And we look at tomorrow and say, well, what's my bandwidth tomorrow? You know, you don't want to do this Groundhog Day thing where you're just like, oh, 
I don't know. It's a busy day tomorrow. I'm just going to shove it in and hope for the best. That's what causes overwhelm and exhaustion and anxiety and all kinds of things. It all leads to depression. And so it can get quite messy if we're not being super deliberate about building out tomorrow. Why we call it architectural calendaring is because it's it's really a metaphor in the building industry. We coach a lot of building companies too, construction companies and building companies, architectural companies. So an architect who's building a massive masterful building, they look at what's coming, they look at the materials list, they look at everything that needs to be done, what order it should be done, order of importance, all kinds of things. They look at everything and then they plan it out in the blueprint, every detail. I mean, meticulous level of detail. So then when the contractor gets that blueprint to actually do the building, they don't argue with the architect. They do what the architect says. They stay on the architect specs, so to speak. And just think about that in your own life. If you're the architect of tomorrow and then you plan out tomorrow, you put the tasks and the initiatives that you're going to work on that are related to your strategy, your mission, your purpose, or the company's strategy, mission, and purpose, but you deliberately put those things on there, and you don't put on more than the contractor can do tomorrow. So that's what the good architect does. He never overloads the contractors because he wants the contractors to do high-quality work. He doesn't want them running around in a shallow, sprint-working manner where they're just not bringing their highest selves and they kind of start caring less and they give up a little bit more because the architect overloaded the days. They start buying other materials that are not on the list, that are cheaper, (laughs) you know, all these things that happen. Same thing happened to us when we overload our tomorrow. So when do you win the day? Interesting enough, you win it the day before and even the day or two or three before by planning correctly and being kind to your future self and being far more strategic to your future self. And that does lend itself to uh, another module that we teach here at Focus to Evolve. We, t- we talk a lot about professional border protection or the craft of a mature no. And I'll tell you right now, that takes a lot of courage to do well. Most of us, and especially in service industries or you know on teams where you're working with customers directly or other teammates or your manager, you know you want everybody to be happy happy. You want to deliver well for them and serve well, but we sometimes can fall into that disease to please. <laughs> and the, the yeses that we are allowing in can turn kind of toxic on us because we're wearing ourselves down. And so you got to be super careful with that. And so when you're the architect looking at tomorrow, building out that calendar for tomorrow, be really deliberate with it. Honestly, look at tomorrow and say, can I get through all of that? Is that day tomorrow actually winnable? It really is as simple as that. It does require you to take a time out, take some deep breaths and turn everything off and really just kind of focus on tomorrow. But once you get in the habit of doing that, maybe towards the end of every day, just click open in tomorrow, the calendar, the tasks that you have scheduled for tomorrow, and then there it is. Does it look realistic? Do you have three trainings and have 15 different tasks you're trying to get to on the same day? Plus, you got to get to your son's ball game by 5 p.m. or something. It's pretty obvious if you just take a breather and look at tomorrow as a distance thing instead of just jumping into it and then saying, whoa, I'll do my best 
but then all of a sudden you don't get everything done. And that's what kind of turns into this, I'll get done what's at the top of the pile or what's in my inbox or who's yelling at me the loudest. And that is not a strategic way to you know, construct your life, your career, uh, not, even, not even a day. You shouldn't live a day like that. And yet, honestly, most people we are in front of do live their day like that. They're not super hyper strategic with building out tomorrow. And then when tomorrow comes, you're just the contractor doing what the architect says. And when you get really good at this, the three-day hangover of making good strategic purpose-driven decisions where you have some time for yourself built into the calendar, uh, all of a sudden that three-day hangover starts to feel kind of nice. All of a sudden you've got a little bit of space, a little bit of oxygen in the room, and now your highest self is allowed to come out of the closet and it's a slower, deeper, more meaningful way to deliver what you do to the world. People who are in a, in a rush, they get fatigued quite easily, mental fatigue. It has been said that when a person is mentally fatigued, their emotional controls drop by up to 60%. Can you imagine that? I mean, 60% less emotional control. And that's just kind of what humans do. It's it's not our fault. You know, it's not necessarily the work's fault. It's just that you get fatigued, the neural networks and the, the efficiencies of those ionic charges in your brain, they just don't work quite as effectively. There's a brain plaque that builds over the day the more mental activity you do. It's called beta amyloid. And it's actually just a, a plaque that builds in your neural network and it actually slows down the efficiency of how your brain operates. It just can't think as effectively. It can't access uh, wisdom and memory as effectively because the neurons can't fire so efficiently. So it's really important to consider this architectural calendaring. And when you're building out tomorrow, make sure that it's a spacious day as best you can. Now, in all of our trainings, I think it's super important that I highlight this. Uh, People ask me all the time, like, hey, Jason, are you seriously, do you work that way all the time? Like, does it always look that clean? And the answer is absolutely not. Uh, what I do uh, encourage to myself and to any student, and, um, you know, we probably, uh, I mean, by now, tens of thousands have been through our, our trainings on this stuff. And what I encourage is you're looking for the old 80-20 rule. So 80% of all days should kind of fall into place and work kind of like you had planned it as the architect the day before. About 20% of all days are just going to fall through the cracks. I mean, this is a complex universe we live in and it's interrelated and you know we're not actually that much in control of it. We just do the best we can with it. But if you leave enough space, some mitigation space, a little bit of white space in your calendar, well then, uh, you, you're able to take some of the spillover that happens. But you know, I'm not talking about when the big hand grenade goes off in the room. <laughs> you know, there's some times when you can't do anything about it. That's going to happen. So don't worry about perfection. We're not looking for perfection. We are looking for improvement. That's what I always say. And that's what I say to myself. I'm like, hey, there's no such thing as a perfect day. Uh, I'm just looking to, okay, that's what happened. What can I learn from it? And what now can I engineer into tomorrow to maybe mitigate for that situation to happen? We'll be right back after this brief message. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. 
We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Focus to Evolve Podcast. Another thing I want to talk about on calendaring is the importance of time blocking. Uh, here at Focus to Evolve, we call them work bursts. And a lot of people, you know, they go into the day and they have meetings on their calendar, but they don't schedule any time for themselves to do two functions that I believe are awesomely important. The first function is to focus, to focus very quietly very deeply, very deliberately on a specific set of tasks, one task at a time. For those of you who've heard of that book called The One Thing, or anyone who's been exposed to Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, or numerous other amazing books out there, they talk about how much faster, more effective, and more efficient humans are when they just focus on just one thing in a quiet manner. It's incredible. Like you, you carve through hours of work in one hour. And this is one of the ways we help people to gain those days back every week is just pulling that lever of deeply focusing. And it should, 100% should be a block on your calendar as recurrence every single working day. It can be one focus block or two or three. I personally have three blocks on my calendar where I go deep into crushing my uh, strategic task list. Um, But if you're on the front lines and you can't really jump away from the world and disappear like that, uh, that's okay. Maybe it's only one time and you have to pick a time of day uh, where the customers are not calling. Uh, You know know your battle rhythm, you know your teams, you know your coworkers, your manager. You kind of got to really just know thyself, know your environment, and then engineer in these blocks at times when you could realistically do it. And it becomes very powerful. I mean, even for people who've never done focused time blocks where they disappear from the world and they try it for the first time, I I, I get the calls. Wow, that was incredible to not be disturbed, not to be distracted. And you know, here at Focus to Evolve, we want everybody to ruthlessly (laughs) eliminate distractions uh, because there are so many terrible things that happen in that from cognitive switch text to cognitive resonance text to inaccuracy of thought, mistakes, uh, burning of cognitive battery that you don't need to be burning. Uh, So these, these focused blocks, they should be in there in your calendar. The engineer or the architect should be utilizing that one all the time. And they should be in as recurrence each day. And you can just drag them up or down uh, on the calendar if somebody wants to meet you at that time. But I would never recommend deleting that calendar block of deep focus. And then the other calendar block that I would suggest, and most people hear this and they kind of agree with it, but then they don't actually do it. And, And that one is a calendar block for unfocus. 
Now, isn't that interesting? We talked about that on a previous episode. I would encourage you to go back and check out that episode, but the benefits of unfocusing are incredible. The book, Tinker, Dabble, Doodle, Try uh, by Srini Pillay. Uh, Dr. Pillay and I have gotten to know each other a little bit over the years, and he uh, is, is emphatic with how much you need to focus on not focusing, which is a very clever thing. He says that the West is in this, he calls it the cult of focus, and they're leaving off this gorgeous other half of the the story. When a human unfocuses, they enter into this default mode network. It's brain center that where the activity allows your your aperture of your consciousness to literally open up. If you're in a warehouse and you have that flashlight on, it's nice. You can see the things in front of you in this great big warehouse. But then when you go to unfocus mode, you kind of like turn on the lights all around you and you get to see everything that's on the shelves all around you and the options open up, the creativity goes through the roof and it's just amazing stuff. Also, when you are unfocusing, you are giving your chemistry a reset. So usually when you're intensely focusing for long periods of time, like we all do in the Western working world, you're building up a lot of cortisol. You're, you're, getting, you're entering into uh, adrenal fatigue. Your prefrontal cortex is a little too active for a little too long. Like everything needs to just downregulate. Vibration needs to lower. Uh, you can't just be in spiking beta wave all the time. It's not healthy. Uh, we really didn't evolve to be in that. And uh, so to put in your calendar actual formal breaks for yourself. And then again, don't take those breaks as a suggestion. Uh, Remember, the architect has spoken. (laughs) And when you see that point in time come on your calendar and it says unfocus, it means unfocus. So just close your eyes, lean back in your chair, take six or seven deep breaths in and out, and, and then just feel your heart beating after the six big breaths. Maybe your fingers tingle a little bit. What you're doing there, the proprioception's going inside. You're starting to feel your body. You're becoming present again instead of all mental. We know what it's like to be a little bit too mental. <laughs> I certainly do. At least I can tell you that. But when you do those deep breaths and allow yourself, give yourself that permission to unfocus you get all those benefits of full recovery and creativity boosting. So it's, it's a pretty big deal. You want to do that. The other thing I'd say about calendaring is don't fill up a whole day with appointments and with focus sessions and even with unfocused sessions. If, if you look at your day and it's just totally jam-packed, well, that's not a realistic day either. It, it just isn't. We all know what that's like when we've tried to do that airtight thing for eight or nine straight hours. By the end of the day, it's, it's just an absolute mess. As the architect, looking at tomorrow, looking at the days ahead, you want some mitigation white space in there because the day's going to hit you. New things are going to land on you that actually do have to be taken care of right then and there. And you need some white space between those meetings. You need some white space between your focus blocks. And that can just make all the difference in the world. The only other thing I'd say is when you're doing calendar work, uh, and this one's really important, we teach this a lot here in our trainings, and that is about utilizing tasks. 
specifically task functionality in your platform, whether you're on Microsoft Outlook or Google or Asana or whatever your thing is, we, we train on all these platforms. You need to become really familiar with your tasking functionality. And this is a bit of a craft. It takes a little bit of learning, but once you understand tasks, how to put everything in the task, like all of the emails you need, get them in the task record, um, how to um, you know embed the documents that you need within the task record. It's, it's just incredible when you put everything in the task record, the who, what, when, where, why, and how, it should all be right there in the task record for you. Nice, neat, and clean so that when the architect puts that task on that future day, and it comes time to do the doing of that task when tomorrow comes around and you're kind of just the contractor, you just double click, open that task record. Ah, everything you need to do the doing is right there, including a contextual note from your past self about what the very next bite of this elephant is. So tasking done well, embedded into your calendar, and every platform has a way of doing this. That's what we coach on to really activate this. But your tasks should be showing as a task per day so that you're not seeing your whole list of 500 tasks. That would feel like working out of your inbox again. And that is the last thing you want to be doing for a thousand reasons, but we don't have time for all that. You want to be working off your calendar and task view for just that day and hide your inbox while you're doing your strategic purposeful work because that inbox will rip your attention to shreds and it will impact in a very negative way how well you show up in this world, how much energy you burn all day, and you go home all tired and crisped out for your family. So those were just a couple of things that I wanted to share today. And the very last thing before I leave you, a lot of people, tons, almost everybody asked me, what's what's really the best calendaring tool or tasking tool to use? And I actually have the answer for that. You ready for this? I'm gonna pause for dramatic effect. I actually know which software is the best one to use for your calendaring and your tasking and your email for that matter. And the answer to that question is, the one that you actually use. <laughs> Not the one you kind of use or sort of try, the one you dig way into. You learn the functionality and you use it because wow, does it activate you when you do. So whether you're using Google or Outlook at your company or if you're using your CRM's calendar and tasking like salesforce.com or HubSpot or Zoho, it doesn't matter. Just use it to its fullest extent and then obey it once you design it. And that's what changes everything. So there you go. That's the answer. The one you use, the one you actually use is the best one. And that's my real answer. I mean it. I'll train on any platform because it's not about the software. It's about the person. That's one thing I learned in my life when I was in the trance of busyness, climbing that corporate ladder. The biggest thing I learned was that I did not have a time management problem. I had a self-management problem. <laughs> that was the slap and the hug that a great mentor uh, finally had me realize and it changed everything, that paradigm shift. It's all on you, it's all on me. Let's help each other to vibrate higher and keep learning these skills. Live that dream life, build that dream life, become the architect of the dream life. 
This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to our producing director, Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Jason Hinkle, thanking you for tuning in today and inviting you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, if you think this may help others in your personal or professional network, please share today's episode. Until next time, I wish you a calm, deliberate, and authentic week ahead. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.